I'm Tabby Sabanda. And I'm Car.com. And you're listening to Unpack, the podcast, inspired by the Instagram series Listen Up and Inhale. The storm of social media, as opposed to the newspapers, has changed a lot. Not only the way we consume media, but the way we question and discuss its validity. The barbershop, the water cooler, the pub, and all the hot spots for goss are now at your fingertips in the comments section. On Facebook, on Twitter, under the headline, we collect our thoughts and discuss. In the age of misinformation, satire, and fake news, it's hard to highlight what's valid online. On this show, we want to help you out. We sift through thousands of comments and retweets under the biggest headlines in our country, and we crunch the numbers. Without further ado, let's unpack. Warning, the content in this episode discusses and contains language concerning physical assault, rape, and sexual assault. Some of the content will be triggering to some of our listeners, so when you hear this sound, the content following may contain one of the episode's triggers. New Zealand has a rich sporting reputation, where sports is entwined in our national identity. The All Blacks and the Black Ferns World Cup history, or the Black Caps rising international cricket. New Zealand prides itself on its athletes. From Stephen Adams in the NBA to Lydia Ko on the golf course, and all in between. But a moment in time, 1981, Springbok Tour, the question of separating sports from politics and social issues has plagued New Zealanders and the discourses around sports. Believing that sports personalities deserve to be above others has raised the questions, are they invincible? Do they receive special treatment? Do we put them on a pedestal? In this episode of Unpack, we're going to be looking at two cases of athletes' criminal activities and the discourse surrounding the sentencing and nature of the crime. Let's unpack. In October 2015, Wellington Lions player Lossi Filippo assaulted four people including two women, and was charged with four counts of assault. In May 2015, Scott Kugelein was accused of rape and pled not guilty. During the trial, Kugelein admitted the complainant said no to sex twice. Lossi Filippo is of Pacifica descent and grew up in Wellington. Scott Kugelein was born in Hamilton and is a fast bowler for the Central District's cricket team. Looking at the comments on this, there's a lot of differences based on their backgrounds, their sports, and also what they did. On this podcast, we really can't compare physical assault and sexual assault or rape. However, what we will do is we'll unpack a lot of the discourse in the comments and shed some light on what New Zealanders were thinking, conversations they were having, not just around the sports that these people play, but rehabilitation. So, the first comment is from Bex, who says, Hang on, why is a rugby career of any higher importance than any other career? 
Shall we just start letting everyone off assault charges because of the life impact the charge may have? Three question marks. Three. Three question marks is a lot. I don't use more than two punctuation marks in a sentence. I think two is like you being aggressive trying to get your point across. Three, it's a bit too much. Like We we applaud the, you know, the energy, Bex. We oh, really absolutely. do. Uh, but to unpack your comment, Bex has a point. A very good one at that. Yeah, should we just start letting everyone off assault charges? Because New Zealand has a very rich history as well in assault. And that's not nice to say. but Not one which people like to talk about. Exactly. But the stats are there, whether it be domestic assault or sexual assault. Exactly. Um, and I would assume that if we did let everybody off, who would we be letting off? Teachers? Maybe in her eyes, she has a pyramid of which career importance, maybe for society, right? And at the top, you might have doctors, teachers, educators, and then as you go down, maybe less so. Right. And I think in this article, a lot of people are thinking that at the top of that pyramid is sports people, rugby players, cricket players, football players. Which is a common belief among people, but... They serve communities through their entertainment. And I appreciate all athletes' the sacrifices they make. Oh, yeah. And I also appreciate that athletes are their own people who will also make mistakes. Of course, just like everybody else. Correct. But the questions that we are trying to answer here are, do we give them special treatment because of what they do? And in society, that answer is yes. I mean, Charles Barkley released an entire video with Nike about how he's not... A role model. As if he got to decide that? Like, you, Sorry, Charles, you don't get to decide. You don't actually get to... So, I, I'm not going to be a role model this year. I'm going to take I'm my name take off, off the list. I'm going to go yeah. crazy. Yeah, hit me back up in 1998. Woo! 97, though. Uh, I'm taking it off. That's my year to go wild. So, <laughs> uh, Bex has a, yeah, has a really great point. A rugby career shouldn't really be of like a higher importance than any other career. Exactly. So... And the promising, the promising athlete excuse, which is one that is thrown around a lot. I mean, you could look at Brock Turner in the States as a very popular example. It doesn't justify acquitting someone of anything. Correct. Correct. And I think the next comment under that was uh, from Mark. And Mark actually says, if the impact on a person's career is the measure for a conviction, then any person who has a drink driving conviction and has lost a job as a result has a right to an appeal. Um, which I th- I believe that everybody has the right to appeal. I think so. A decision, so correct. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what he's brought up is really interesting. Of the drink driving conviction and has lost a job. There are many people who have drink drove, and sort of have been given a warning, or they'll lose their job depending on what their job actually like entitles. You know, um, the drug test uh, for a lot of like frontline workers is insane. People who handle machinery as well. Exactly, exactly. So what is this impact on the person's career? Is it related to the conviction? I guess it depends, right, on the career itself. Well, if Mike Tyson beat up somebody outside the boxing ring, (laughs) how are you going to feel about that? (laughs) There's going to be comments like, that's just his nature. That's just, it's who he is. It's It's what his career is. Exactly. But if I'm an Uber driver and I get done drink driving, I feel like I should lose my job. Exactly. Yeah. Whether I, whether or not I'm on or off the clock. <laughs> <laughs> um, but cheers, Mark. Thank you. 
Thank you. But um, getting into a, a little bit more of the feisty comments, um, as you know from this article, um, Andrew says, this is disgusting. Don't vote for the mayor and sack the judge. So my question to you is, can you sack a judge? Do we have the power as people to sack a judge? Uh, to put it simply, no. No? As regular people, me and you sitting down here, we cannot sack a judge. We don't have those powers? We don't even have the powers to pressure people to sack a judge. Oh, yikes. Yeah. Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll go on to explain it. The, uh, it's... You, you have to warrant consideration for removal from office if you're appointed a judge. Because it's so hard to get appointed a judge, it's also equally as hard to remove a judge. And you're usually removed for indecent behavior or misbehaving. Um, I see. And you have to warrant consideration for that removal, right? So, people, so even before you can be removed, you have to warrant consideration to be removed. Exactly. And there must be an investigation. Right. So there's a judicial conduct panel that investigates, let's say, whatever alleged misconduct happens. Yeah. Um, and then that goes to the attorney general. Right. Now, that panel, first of all, has to investigate and say, yep, there's there's war- like there's some misbehavior going on. Let's take this the next step further. And then it actually goes after a consultation with the chief of justice. It actually goes to the attorney general um, and the eternal attorney general has absolute discretion absolute absolute yeah at this point like absolute discretion uh and it's i'll tell you what it gets harder it really does get harder (laughs) so the decision in like an attorney general's reason to seek removal for a judge also goes (laughs) you're not you're not really gonna believe this actually goes to the governor general after that so not the attorney but the governor Absolutely not. No. So the governor general. So the attorney general has to look at this and say, yep, true. We should remove this judge. Then it gives it to the governor general. Now, the governor general can also just say, nah, nope. I don't believe this. Not today, nah, brother. Nah, not today. And all that work is, is sort of gone. Uh, so, you know what? I'm not really going to get too much into it. I just want to let you know that it's pretty much impossible to sack a judge for exercising the judicial power. So you can't get sacked for making a decision which the public disagree with. You can essentially. get you can get sacked for punching someone in the throat. Yeah, but you can't get sacked for making a not popular decision. I see in court, um, which in theory I understand, but given how difficult it is to sack a judge, because uh, I mean, what happens if the judge is making? "Quote unquote bad decision after bad decision after bad decision." You'd hope there'd be other frameworks behind the scenes in place where it's like, "Sorry, brother. Sorry, my G. Yeah, it's it's a lot of it's a lot of people's recommendations. I see, and it's it's a tough one. So for who was it? Was it who said that? Was it Mark? No, it was Andrew. Andrew says sack the judge. Cannot. Mm-mm. Literally can't. Also, second the judge after the decision's been made. Ain't really going to do much. Gonna... Um, don't vote for the mayor. I don't know whether, it, you know, in this a particular case, in Losi Filippo's case, the mayor um, had actually given a character reference for Losi uh, because he coached him in year 10 rugby. Mm. Don't vote for the mayor for that exact reason because he coached Filippo and gave him a character reference. 
I don't know if that... I mean, I'm not going to tell you how to spend your vote. Exactly. But and once again... civically engaged. Absolutely. I don't know if that's going to really change what happened. And if we're talking about the mere judicial powers, justice of the peace isn't really a... Th- like, what are they, they... They're not really doing... What Can you tell me what a justice of the peace does? I mean, yo, I got this passport copy. Can you sign it real quick? Yeah, pretty Is much. Pretty, like, they have a little bit of judicial power, but not enough to, one number one, sack a judge. <laughs> <laughs> number two, diver- reverse a decision. So, I mean, Andrew, you can act in your own way, uh, how disgusting you find this case, but yeah. not voting for the mayor and asking for the judge to be sacked won't. Isn't gonna. Won't actually do anything. Apologies. Mm. Um, but as we get into the into the comments we see even worse things uh tony says just what we need another thug on the rugby field it brings the game down if the wellington team accept him as a team member then shame on them first of all let's hit the racism button yeah uh because why thug Thug? why why i mean he did assault somebody he did and you could argue that is thuggish yeah. Whatever a thug is, that is thuggish behavior. You you often see these sort of words flying around with people of a non-white mm, uh, history. Yeah. Yes. So, often. But let's look past that. Um, I don't know what he means also by another thug on the rugby field, as if the rugby field is full of thugs. Is the implication that rugby players are all thugs, or the ones, or there are more that have committed crimes they're well, on the field. The, let's give let's give Tony the benefit of the doubt and say that he's going off the uh, rugby is a game for thugs played by gentlemen. I see. Let's 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 give him the benefit of the doubt. But if the Wellington team accept him as a team member, then shame on them. What responsibility do you think a rugby team has to to like you know training mm. and and offering this person a job after this has gone on? Yeah, I think Tony's coming from the point of the organizational responsibility in the sense that maybe rugby wellington have a set of values which go over and above what the decision is from the courts implying that we have values xyz that's not in line with our values so therefore you shouldn't step foot on the field representing our organization now you might just do the bare minimum and comply with what the court's decision is and in this case that's what has occurred i mean just talking in the world of sports are there any organizations that currently look into this a lot like like that really rep their players on a hey you got a case going on right now i'm not trying to well in the nrl they have the integrity unit where they stand down players from playing for their team if they're in any kind of legal trouble ongoing and they're only reinstated after the decision is made but i guess in this case the decision was made right Right. And we were not actually sure if they continued to play rugby. I mean, in, in this case, uh, Lossi Filippo was granted, I think, nine months. Yeah. Which was just no alcohol and also, you know, anger management, you know, those sorts of things of violence. Counseling. That was only given to Lossi because, and as the judge had actually said, because he pled guilty. Mm-hmm. Um, after the incident, he seeked counseling. Uh, he saved up... Uh, to pay reparations and also do community service um, and apologized for his actions. Um, and that really struck the courtroom as a, oh, he's a good Aww. person. He's a good person. He's trying. Yeah. Even though he assaulted four people, he may not have meant it. Meant to do it? And apologetic, remorseful for it to yeah. some degree. Exactly. Exactly. So 
back on the point of the integrity that uh, that an organization has, how do you think the White House is feeling? They have. Do they know what integrity is? I don't know. Uh, a lot of politicians got a lot to answer for, but <laughs> exactly. I, I think that's another. I think that's, that's another, another episode. episode of unpack. Yeah, but um, interesting point, Tony. Yeah, really, really interesting point yeah. to bring up. Organizational responsibility over and above the court of law. Yeah, yeah. Next comment uh, is from Mark. My favorite. Mark says another pissed rock ape rugby player with oh. a pin-sized brain. Ah. Should been booted out of New Zealand, kicked out of touch. I like the rugby reference there. The kicked, the kicked out, out of touch. Hey. Just like, just in case you don't get it, I'm a wind it all back, Mark bring is, it back in. He's poetic. He's also <laughs> racist. <laughs> so the word ape. I ape feel like why? yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have to call it. We're gonna have to press the racist oh. button again. Mm. I don't know. He needs some yeah. Usually, just referring to any players. Um, in like an animalistic view, especially if they're from, you know, indigenous backgrounds or African backgrounds. It happens a lot, unfortunately, in football where fans in the stadiums make monkey chants. They also throw bananas. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, Danny Alves one time picked up the banana and ate it. I really, I applaud that response. I I really do. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I don't think we can look past that. And also the pin sized brain, the whole mentality of colonizers that people of color had smaller brains than uh europeans also another racist point there mm, yeah he's really, really racking up the he, racking up the score he's doubling it down he's i'll tell dub- you what mark you really doing well for the score of racism <laughs> jeez um i feel like anytime somebody makes a comment like this we like just take a year step back <laughs> <laughs> like when people are like oh new zealand's not racist and then we hear this, this it's, like, it's like let's because uh, we're in re- a reverse let me chuck it in reverse let me just chuck it in reverse gear. again <laughs> just so we can read that one again yeah all of a sudden we're in 1863 <laughs> so but what is in what, the third part of let, the comic let's look at that let's look at the third part of the comment booted should have been booted out of new zealand rugby reference kicking booted i like it mark really crazy with a pen in hand <laughs> booted out of new zealand now this is worthy of being unpacked so do you think every person who has committed a crime as bad as assaulting people like should be kicked out of the country so that's what i wanted to kind of take this as so if we lived in a society where everybody who's committed a crime that's equally or worse assuming you can kind of score crimes at different levels okay than what the crime's been committed how would that actually look like and how much would it cost to get those prisoners to another mystical island because he wants them booted booted out of new zealand oh well yeah well when he says out of touch i feel like he just means like see you later later. on a plane i don't want to see you i don't want to hear from you i don't want anything to do with you yeah ape (laughs) (laughs) how you gonna make me cringe like that (sighs) but as we do we ran the numbers and we had to unpack So in New Zealand, when an offender is convicted and sent to prison, they'll go to either minimum, low, low medium, high, maximum, or unclassified level of security. As of a 2020 report from the Department of Corrections, we have about 9,928 prisoners. 44% of our prisoners are in either low, medium, high, or maximum security prisons. Now, I'm just assuming that from this crime, 
that Lossie would have gone into either low, medium, high, or maximum security prisons. There's no way in determining, because of the specifics of the case, which we aren't privy to, where he might have gone if he had gone to prison. Right. But given those segments of the prison's population, that's about 44%, which equals about 4,068 people. Which is still a lot. That is a lot of people. And I mean, we could go into the numbers of Māori Pacific Islanders in prisons, but that's a whole, Once that's again, a whole human rights. We actually don't have time. We d- I'm busy. <laughs> like, i got plans after recording this, man. Like, we busy. But if this mystical island where we, quote unquote, booted all the prisoners to was somewhere in the Pacific region, I calculated there'd be an average price of, say, $308 one way. Now, that is after a 30% discount that Air New Zealand would give to the government for getting all these prisoners out there. So, shout out to Air New Zealand. Yeah, there's, well, there's got to be, like, you you know, if you have a plan full of prisoners. Yeah, there's got to be discount. I mean, if you're getting, you know, whenever you go to a restaurant and, say, you bring 20 people, you might get a little discount. Yeah. You know, like, a little, a little bit off the top. A little bit off the top, but also, like... No, I'm not saying prisoners deserve no snacks on airplanes. That's what I'm saying, bro. How about food, my Like, anyways, please continue. I'll continue. So to get the 4,068 prisoners out there at a $308 per head price, that would cost about $1.25 million to get there. Okay. Uh, That's a lot of money. That is a lot. Just to get the prisoners out there. Oh, so wait, so we still need correctional officers in there. Yeah, the prisoners aren't just going to chill there by themselves, kind of do their own thing. Right. So to get the correctional officers out there, so I'm presuming they need the same percentage of the current number of correctional officers. So we have 3,800. So to get 44% of those correctional officers out to this mystical island, Mm -hmm. that would add an additional 520,000. So currently the total is 1.77 million. And look, I know what you're thinking. A couple mil? I was about to say. And that's not too bad. That's not too like, bad. Just send them away. Boot them out of touch. Yeah. Right? Well, like, yeah. I'm with you. Yeah, come on. However, infrastructure. Oh my, my gosh. Prisons are not cheap. What are you telling me? What's the price? So to build a prison. So a prison was recently built and it was established in 2015. And okay. it cost about $298 million to build with a capacity of 960 prisoners. Well, uh, whoa, 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 whoa. so you had me at 1.7 million. You know, I was, I was, was looking at Mark there like, all right. All right, my guy. He's okay, kind of yeah, he's, he's I, I was with him at this point. He's kind of thinking about, it's not going to cost too much to just put all of the people on another island. <laughs> but now you hit the the... 298 million. Yeah. And that's for 960 prisoners. So that's about $310,000 per prisoner. So to build a prison for 4,068 prisoners, 1.26 billion with a capital B. All right, Mark, I don't know about this one anymore. Capital B. I don't know about this one. Capital B. If this was Dragon's Den, I'd leave. (laughs) And just to put that into scope as to how much, how expensive that is. In the 2020 budget, the New Zealand government announced that Budget 2020 will invest $1.6 billion into both government and non-government social services, which will support New Zealanders' education, employment, and housing outcomes. So what we're saying is, A, good, by education, good, 
goodbye to employment, goodbye to positive housing outcomes. Sorry, we've got to get the prisoners over yeah. there. And I'm just talking about just the base infrastructure and getting the people out there. Also, this is for people who are like, I think it's just assault, correct? Exactly. It's just those who are above above low medium yeah. level of security. Okay. And they're all going to a, a different a d- they're all go- They're all going to a mystical island somewhere. Are we... Are we paying rent for this island, or are the British colonizing know. again? Is what is? I don't know what the plan is. Let's reach out to my guy. Maybe we should call Mark up. Be like, so what's the? Let's let's talk about logistics. Now, Mark, we read your be. comment, bro. We're we're all about we're it. We're all in. But like, can we get some more info on this, please? I started crowdfunding immediately. <laughs> get that GoFundMe popping. Like, oh my god! Hey, link in description for that GoFundMe. <laughs> so that, that that that's not feasible. That's that's just that's just not feasible, right? Because I mean, maintenance just to get the materials out there. I don't even want to go into how expensive this could actually be, aside from the moral obligation of taking prisoners not only out of their communities, mm-hmm. out of the country. Because I oh, mean, yeah. New Zealand has a relatively high recidivism rate. Mm. I don't think that taking prisoners to a mystical island will help. Personally, that's just my opinion. Yeah, no visits. Nah, nothing, nothing. like that. So what you're telling me is not only was this comment racist, it was also dumb as hell. Yeah. Sorry, my guy. It's just not going to happen. Look, Mark, next. You you know what? I feel like Mark should be kicked out of touch. Oh, I see you. Like, you know, he's clearly out of touch. But also. Nah, I'm not with you on that. Oh, come on, man. (laughs) Nah, I'll let you have it. I'll let you have it. But like, he should be banned from the comments for like another six months just to think about what he's I actually said. Bro, if we ban people from the comments, what are we going to do on our Saturdays? <laughs> this is... Damn, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mark, keep commenting, please. My guy, my king. Please. I need you. Uh, well, I think from a lot of these comments that we've read through, I know we've only talked about five, but they all kind of go around that, you know, sort of rhetoric about, they do. well, this is disgusting. He's assaulted somebody. Um, why does he get to keep his job? But yeah. also, let's get them out of New Zealand. Mm, the races. There's a lot of negativity in the comment. A lot. There was a lot of negativity, and it was very clear in comparison to the 1991 Springbok tour that at this point, sports and politics or sports and social issues very much did mix here. That is the case. People definitely brought what he did off the field uh, to what he was doing on the field. Which brings us to our second part, mm, the more part interesting two. part. This time, we're going to look at the articles around a fast bowler for the Central Districts, born in Hamilton, Scott Kugelein. Scotty. Now, as I recently said, Scott Kugelein uh, was accused of rape uh, and pled not guilty. Um, and it was determined uh, by the jury by the jury that he was not guilty. However... Um, some of the, uh, I want to say, some of the comments are part of the affidavit um, are a little bit concerning. And a little bit? Once again, there is a content warning in this episode, but this can also get a little bit um, bad. So if you do want to skip this part, I'd say skip 30 seconds ahead. However, the complainant had said that she said no a dozen times. And... They found that that was a lie because Scott said no. She only said no two times. Mm, I'm uncomfortable. Which I mean, like the other ten times that I guess are in question, do they really matter? I don't. Think I so. don't think so either. Um, 
But once again, we're not a part of the jury, no. and we have to respect uh, the judicial system as of well. Uh, but without further ado, let's get into some of these comments. Absolutely. Now, the article that we're looking at uh, was published right after a game, uh, New Zealand versus India, uh, at the Westpac Stadium. Now, Scott Kugeline was picked uh, for the international team, despite this case being a little bit blown up uh, after his call-up. Yikes. And there was a sign in the stadium. Somebody put up in the sign, no means no, uh, which was referring to the sexual assault case. Well, rape case. And the affidavit that you just talked about. Absolutely. Uh, And I don't know about you, but no absolutely means no. No means no. I mean, no means no means no means no. Like, there's no real debate around that. However, the sign was taken down um, by security. Mm. And that caused quite a stir, Um, not just uh, in the world of cricket, but also in the comments. So our favorite place. Let's get into it. Uh, Daniel uh, comments under this, not the forum for it. These are cricketers playing a game of cricket. There is a time and place for these discussions away from the game. These are cricketers playing a game of cricket is probably the greatest sentence I've ever read. Facts. This man is an academic. Absolutely, poet. Without a doubt. An absolute academic. Um, There's a time and place for these discussions away from the game, he says in a comment section away from the game. (laughs) Where discussions happen. Exactly. Where else are we going to have this discussion? And the thing is, where else are people going to listen? Exactly. Because people aren't going to listen in a month's time. Exactly. And that's that's the beauty of the sign. The sign brought attention to that so that people were like, actually, we have to talk about a little bit more than the game. Actually, let's look into it. Because somebody's bought the ticket to that game, so supported the New Zealand Cricket Board. And him, in essence, by in paying essence, for the ticket. Correct. And they've attended the game. Bought materials to make a sign. And they put up a sign said, no means, means no, no. Which, as we've discussed before, is a fact. When are we going to talk about this? If not now. If not now. This, this person's done everything. It's not like they're protesting outside of the stadium. Exactly. They are inside. So, how do you feel about Daniel's comment? I think the whole separation of sports and politics, sports and societal issues, is one which I disagree with. Completely. In all facets. Because the thing is, if athletes are allowed to talk about these political issues, social issues, then I feel as though a fan should be able to do so on the same topic at hand. But you're missing a vital point. These are cricketers playing a game of cricket. Oh, you're right. My yeah. bad. No, no, no I take no, it back. D- no, yeah, no, no, Daniel's Daniel, already... Daniel, Daniel, you're right. My bad. Sorry, yeah. Apologies. apologies. Yeah, exactly. They're not people. Yeah, you're right. These are cricketers. They're cricketers playing a game of cricket while us citizens are playing a game of life. <laughs> and, and, and we're clearly losing this one. So um, that's the exact type of comment that I think would have caused fights uh, in 1981 uh, when South Spring Africa came to tour uh, New Zealand. All right, let's let's move on. Let's move on. Alex uh, says, "Whatever happened to freedom of speech? No does mean no. Stop parading around like he's a hero. If he played league, it would be different." 
Spot on, Alex. Absolutely. Spot Incredible. on. Yeah. See, no. we don't just rip comments. We applaud comments. And too. that right there deserves applause. Yep. Freedom of speech. You you should be able to go to a stadium and say no means no. If I want to go to a stadium and, and put out a banner, water is lit. They're going to take me Which down? Which it is. It underrated. Is. Water underrated. Exactly. Stop parading him around like he's a hero. If he played league, it would be different. As we've just unpacked in the we last 32 indeed. minutes. See these comments? Pretty positive. Pretty positive. The league comments? Oh, oh this is disgusting. Was it like a pin-sized brain? Yeah. Get that. Get, boot them out of New Zealand. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. But don't worry. Don't worry. If you play league, it would be different. Scott. That's it's all good. True. Just so. change sports. No, no, vital comment there, Alex. And uh, and you're right. We need to look at a lot more of these positive comments when we find them, wherever they are. <laughs> people aren't really commenting positive things on posts. Well, right? the people who are thinking positive things after these articles don't really either feel the need to chime in or they don't want to get in fights in the comments. And are probably going to be overshadowed by other people making negative comments. Exactly. So, <laughs> speaking of negative comments... Lisa says, stop oh. vilifying people for their past, especially when it has been resolved, in this case, through the courts. It's mean and spiteful to continue and harass people for past mistakes, especially when they have nothing to do with the job at hand. There's a lot to unpack here. There really is. I mean, so she touches on what we know as cancel culture, vilifying people for their past, bringing up something from your old Tumblr account and saying, uh, Oh, bro, don't be talking about my Tumblr account. 2008. I need to cancel it after we record this, bro. Wasn't good. But I think she mentions that it's been resolved, in this case, through the courts, which part of it, she's correct. She is. It has the cases probably closed. Yeah. Unfortunately... Even when a case is closed, say if you're convicted of a crime, you will find it very difficult to get a job, to get housing, and that is definitely being vilified for the past, even if you have served your time and debt to society. So, unfortunately, our society does vilify people for the past. Yeah. And in some cases, justifiably so. Absolutely. Absolutely. But it's mean and spiteful to continue to harass people for past mistakes. Now, I understand that in theory in theory but let's let's look at the term harass is putting up a no means no banner harassing only scott kugelin at this cricket match i don't think so it's being broadcast to millions of people right now um and for anybody who argues that millions of people don't watch cricket this is a game between New Zealand and India <laughs> there are millions of people watching this tuning game. into this and seeing that sign no means no. Do you think that of the millions of people that were watching it, there perhaps, and sorry by the probability, somebody watching it also had a history where they maybe have been accused or convicted of sexual assault or rape? I'm not going to run the numbers, but I think it's probably quite high. Do you think that that sign was harassing those people as well? I don't think so. I don't think so. I really don't. Um, the harassing people for past mistakes, Yes. I understand you. I do. I really do. But I don't think this one was harassment. I do not. If somebody put in the stands, Scott Kugelin is a rapist. You at him? That's uh, harassment. We can have another conversation about that. Yeah, because once again, with cancel culture, yeah. But there's room for rehabilitation. There's room for forgiving. Maybe not forgetting. But room for forgiveness. And learning a little bit more. So... This comment's all over the place. Yeah, there's a lot here. 
and the last point in the comment, especially when they have nothing to do with the job at hand. So because the facts of the case don't relate to fast bowling, does that mean that we just should disregard it? Is that is that what they're implying? Because it's I, nothing to do with the job at hand? Exactly. Well, once again, keeping like social issues and political issues out of sports, if we're not talking about fast bowling with Scott Kugelin, he literally doesn't exist. Exactly. He is not a person. It's kind of like the Matrix, right? And like, continue this. Like, he is just binary until a cricket match starts, and then he is a real person. You're right. Yep. That's outside of that- sphere. Outside of that- Nothing happens. He's literally nothing. He's nothing but numbers. But as soon as that ball gets given to the bowler, Scott Kugelin is a whole man with history and a background. Yeah, that was poetic. Thank that you. Was, yo, that's off top too. No notes. That's actually William Shakespeare from 18... Uh, I don't know the year. But oh, you, yeah. Hey, good on you for giving Williams credit. Well, well someone has to, right? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Once again, that's... That's pure. I think Lisa and Daniel would get along. Yeah, I was just about to say in terms of the points that they made. Yeah, but let's move on. Sam says, I mean, he was found not guilty, so I don't see why people still talk about it. You know who else was found not guilty? R. Kelly. You know who else was found not guilty? Michael Jackson. Uh, And we be talking about it. Ends of me, do not play Michael Jackson on the radio. I don't think I've heard Remix Ignition in a minute. George Zimmerman. What? <laughs> I don't know, Sam. Like, I mean, I have faith in the judicial system. I'm not trying to say that A, because they're not convicted, you're good. Could, like, you, could, could you imagine if we stopped talking about things once people had been found not guilty? Like, George Zimmerman shot an unarmed black teenager, Trayvon yeah. Martin, when he was found not guilty. Hey, who? So, George? Yeah, no, we don't know. What? Zimmerframe? Yo, we got to stop talking about that. Yo, why are we talking found about not guilty. Don't his name. Exactly. Maybe it shouldn't be spoken about. Taken off the statistics. History books? Get it out of there. Exactly. Not guilty. Unwritten. Yeah. Scott Kugelin got found not guilty. Let's never talk about rape again. Is It's... How stupid would that be? <laughs> Could you imagine any judicial system trying to review itself and being like, we only have to look at the guilty cases. Sorry. Sorry, fam. Like, yeah. there's not guilty ones? Sorry. If it, once it's not guilty, like, they're good to go. Yeah, you... they're good to go. And even if, even though there is really concerning points in that affidavit, which mm. we've already been over, if you want to go back and-, hey, and rewind a few rewind, minutes, but- Some really troubling things in that affidavit. Even though it's found not guilty. We're not talking about it. <sighs> Sam reckons don't talk yeah, about you're it. you're right. Who? Who are yeah, we talking about? Exactly. Exactly. So, looking at all these comments, Tabby, what do you think the difference is? I mean, I don't want to be that guy. I'm going to be that guy. Uh, There's definitely, I think if you looked at this and didn't notice a racial undertone to it, especially to the sentiments of the comments, I think you really just weren't looking hard enough. You weren't. You weren't. And we looked through all those comments. Oh, we do. And we only had to pick a few just to really show what the narrative was there. In the Losi Filippo one, we saw a lot of racism. We saw a lot of negativity. His cultural background being used against him. His intelligence being used against him. And the fact that he is just a rugby player. Kick him out of the country. Like, yeah. Let's go to this mystical island. Exactly. And you'll go next year one bell, just <laughs> just chilling. I don't like. But with Scott Kugelin, we saw 
We should stop talking about it. Hey, cricket is just playing cricket, my G. They're just playing cricket. They're just throwing. And we need to have these discussions, not just away from the game, but we should never have these discussions because Mm. he was found not guilty. Why are we recording? Why? (laughs) What are we doing? The episode could stop here because (laughs) we're not doing anything. Apparently, too much about it. Exactly. Exactly. If you didn't think there were racial undertones in these two cases, we could look at Brock Turner. We could look at LeBron James being told to shut up and dribble. Oh my gosh. I still, that still hurts. And we can look at so many different athletes and the discussions we've had around things that they do off the field or off the court. And it's concerning. Now we could go on and on about this for Boy, hours. And we could. Maybe if you subscribe to that Patreon. Maybe we could. Oh no. Maybe, you know, maybe we could extend our free trial. <laughs> We could we could afford that, but um, let's 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 save that for another episode of Unpacked. Exactly, exactly. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you, and we appreciate you having an open mind to get to the end. Until next time.